This is a Triple J podcast. I'm going to ask you a question, Dee, that I feel afraid to ask you every morning because <laughs> I always know it's not going to be a good answer. And that is, how did you sleep last night? Oh, God. And you also know that I will go on for the next 10 minutes. I'll be like, sit down. I, I, got, I got up at 4 a.m. for some cooked reason. I went to bed early because I, for you listening, I struggle with my sleep so badly that I purposely went to bed early last night because I knew that I had a fucked couple of days of sleep. So I went to bed really early. What time? Like 8? 8.30. Yeah. I did the, even the phone out of the room. I've been sleeping with my phone out of my room. I've got this full routine. I've got my pillows. I've got six altogether, two by the side of me. I've got a spray that I spray on my pillowcases. I've got sleep mask, a silk one. I've got my earplugs. I've got my music. Oh, I haven't even showed you my... Um... I'm sorry. I just I was listening to that and I was t- trying to take it all in. I need I'm to really hear the giving, sound. I'm giving my crazy away. And that, do you know what? I'm, no, that's how it. fed up I am with not sleeping that I'm like, I'm willing to sound like a psycho. Can I hear the plane noise? Because I can I say I did see this come up in some of your most played playlists. <laughs> and I was like, hold on. What's this private jet sound noise? No, I've got a Relax Melodies playlist and it's an app where you get to pick different sounds so my sounds are bird rain eternity thunder eternity yeah it's all mixed can i have a little hit of eternity (laughs) i know that sound you know what this sounds like when you go and get your poussoir waxed they're playing this shit i know this sound off by heart for at least the past five years, I know that sound off by heart. Wow. I know exactly when the thunder's going to hit. I know exactly when the, bird's when going, the eternity is going to kick in. No, I, yeah. Okay, I'm done. I've had my rant. I'm done. <laughs> you're, okay, I'm just assuming that you're obviously like the perfect sleeper in the whole world because I don't think you've ever mentioned once that you've had a shit sleep. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty good. I reckon I'm a solid like eight out of ten sleeper. I can sleep on planes, <gasps> on vehicles i feel like i can kind of sleep anywhere um but I, you know i like my moments where i like an eye mask and you kind of got me into the earplugs for a little bit as well <laughs> once you get on them yeah once you get on them they're kind of addictive um but yeah i'm a pretty good sleeper the only thing that might get me up at night if if i have anxiety maybe but yeah. most of the time i'm chilling okay so like even us just talking about how particular at least me like we always <laughs> sleep this is the thing up until a certain age, maybe in your like late teens, your early twenties, you have slept most of your life by yourself, right? You have your little routine, exactly. you have your anxieties, you have your snoring, you have whatever. I have my hour long wind down of TikTok. Totally, you which some people are like with TikTok, it hypes me up, and I'm like, no, it makes that's me go your to sleep. sleep. That's your sleep habit. But then, like, you chuck someone into the mix, it's oh. like you could be so different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so then, how do you deal? Exactly. That's what we're going to get into in this episode because apparently so many of you are struggling with heaps of different problems sleeping with a partner. So let's get into it. So like we said before, uh, you have a lot of problems getting to sleep with a partner, maybe even more than D, which I find hard to believe. She's a very particular girl, but this is what you told us. Me and my partner swap size of beds minimum three times a week. Wake up two hours before I actually have to wake up because somebody has set six gazillion alarms that they themselves won't wake up to. 
I can't live like this. So I am a bit of a snorer. I get really self-conscious about it. And then I end up having an awful sleep because I toss and I turn. I will lay there and think of you for hours. My boyfriend and I go to bed at really different times. So I started sleeping with an eye mask and earplugs. And honestly, now I can't live without it. I have to sleep with one foot touching my partner and nothing more. Let's be honest. No one really likes sleeping with someone else. Especially if they're snoring and farting and carrying on. You know, sleeping in separate rooms. You say your goodnight, your sweet dreams and part ways. Oh my God, literally so obsessed with that guy. I know, <laughs> I laugh every time. I love it so much. But yeah, we had so many DMs on this topic. We've said it before, but I'll oh, say it again. This was a huge response this on might our have stories. Topped, like the most that we've ever had. Because it's real. so relatable. Like, yeah, we if you're in a relationship where you're seeing someone you at some point will have to share a bed with them. 100%. Um, and we had so many DMs of people actually saying that they loved sleeping with their partner, like hell cuddly. Oh, people who were like, I can't sleep unless I'm sleeping with a partner. Yes, which I was surprised by because I'm the opposite. I'm the avoidant. I'm like, get the fuck yeah. away from me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to address both of those very soon. Yes. So many of us really, really struggle to sleep with a person in the bed with us, but it's such a huge thing. Like we value sleeping with a partner. It's just like a societal norm. It's been like that forever. And so many of us will just live our lives off no sleep just so we can like cuddle. You, you know what I mean? Me. I will live off like an hour's sleep just so I can have one night with a partner. And psychosexologist Chantel Otten reckons. I don't think that we as Australians have been taught to value sleep enough you know, for our overall quality of life. But it is something that we do have to work on. So if you are struggling to sleep together, you've got to ask yourself a few questions. What are the factors involved in that? Is it the quality of the mattress? Is it how close you are together? Is it your sleep schedules? I really believe in, in couples going to bed at the same time each night, if possible, or regularly, um, so that you can start to get into a rhythm. Oh, my God, could never be me. I constantly date gamers, sound guys, musos. No one ever goes to bed at the same time as me, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> uh, they all go to bed super, super late. They're in the a.m., like 4 a.m. I'm in bed by, like, 11 because I value my eight hours, D. Oh, 100%. You, can't live, you cannot live like that. I'm an eight-hour girl. I always say this. So, anyway, they try to come in real quiet. I'm a light sleeper. It just doesn't work. It's nah. so annoying. No, nah, absolutely not. Cancelled. Next. <laughs> Well, one of the most common sleep issues that you told us was like the space of the bed. Yes. So the size of the mattress. Oh my God. Can we talk about king size bed people? They're a different breed. They are so different. And they they act like they're better, but it's like they because kind they, of are. No, they are better. Like they, they people who genuinely have a, have a quality of life that we don't have. You can see it in their eyes. Yeah. They're not dead. They're like, like there's they're a twinkle. Calm. There's a fucking twinkle. Yes. They are happier. But I'm sorry. It's also privileged. Yeah. It's very if you have a king size bed that you are able a super king size bed that you're able to like not touch your partner in. Yes. Privileged. Some of us are in literal shoeboxes in the middle of Melbourne CBD. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to fit a double. It's true. But I also aspire to be them so bad. Like I want that. I don't want to touch somebody while I'm sleeping. Like literally get off me. If you have a king, I hope you know how good you've got it. 
They just seem happier. And even Chantel actually made this point um, because she made the change when her and her partner Dylan decided to sleep with their little sausage dog. For example, with my partner, we used to sleep in like a queen bed and we have a sausage dog now who is so small but takes up so much space and he sleeps between us or next to us. And we we ended up uh, investing in a bigger mattress. We got a super king bed because we wanted to have space from each other but also be next to each other and have him in there with us and it has definitely changed uh, I think our overall quality of life and and our health and our connection as well they are better than us I hate to admit it they're better than us (laughs) Uh, a lot of you also dm'd us to say that you have a doona hack that you all swear by different doonas now this I can get behind I'm pretty sure it's a European thing the amount of people that replied to our story being like oh my god this is a this is just the normal way to live in Europe I and was like can we bring that here yeah let's embrace it and we also actually did a poll as well D 69% of you rate having different donors so a 69- lot of you yep love that <laughs> a lot of you into it one of you is probably going to be a doona stealer it's definitely me in our relationship because my legs can pull them over to one side of the bed my partner's not so much so we had two doonas for a while but I say that a lot to my the people coming through my clinic as well like make sure that you are making the experience your own whether that is yeah, two beds put together, whether it's a bigger bed, two dunas, lots of big pillows, lots of hotel pillows, if that's your vibe, make it your own experience. It doesn't have to be what you think is normal. It has to be what works for you. But the most common thing that we heard from you is snoring, which obviously affects couples so massively, like not only during the night, but during the day because you're so tired because you didn't get any sleep because you were listening to someone snoring. And it affects your relationship. This was something that Matt told us about. So I'm a really loud snorer and it's become a huge insecurity of mine. When someone kicked me out, be it a partner, hook up a friend, it really hurt. I've tried all the hacks to reduce snoring, but seemingly the only way that I'm going to be able to fix it is surgery. My ex wouldn't sleep in the same room. She wouldn't even meet me halfway or try any suggestions I brought up. I tried telling her how important it was for me and practically begged her to at least have a couple days a week or month where we could be in the same bed, but she refused. It hurt really bad. Ugh. I actually so feel for him. Awful. That's so, awful. so bad. We're going to talk about this, how to deal with a relationship where the other person won't budge on sleeping stuff. So make sure you're tuning all the way through this episode. But we did speak to David Cunnington, who is a sleep doctor, and he said that sometimes snoring can also be a condition called sleep apnea. Oh, I know so much about this, but I'll let David say. Basically, when we go to sleep at night, the muscles in the back of the throat relax and partially narrow. It partially narrows. You get some turbulent airflow and snoring narrows that bit more. Then it becomes sleep apnea. And that's where the person who's got it starts to have trouble with breathing And you might hear that sort of go quiet and then a big sort of gasping breath as they wake up. And it's that constant, subtle disruption of sleep that's not only annoying for a partner, but for the person who's got it can make them sleepy, add to medical problems like high blood pressure, heart disease over time. I think he was watering it down a little bit there, David. I think it's more than just a... It's like a... Shut up. You no, think it is. No, you actually think you're the Because you choke and you been... stop breathing. Okay, Pip's been on sleep apnea TikTok for some cooked reason. She's like fully, that whole, her algorithm is that. I went down and a And now she's an hole. expert. Yeah, well, you know, you watch 20 TikToks and now I could do surgery probably. Uh, no, but it is really interesting. Um, and, 
you actually can speak to doctors like David to get help, and that's what Harry's doing. So I always have been told that like I snore a little bit, but it had never been an issue before. But um, recently started seeing a new partner, and it's it's an issue. It's become an issue. It's quite loud. So I'm doing like a organizing to do a sleep test, a sleep study to see what it is. But um, it's really impacting sort of being able to like spend the night together kind of thing. Biggest debate ever in our DMs over separate bedrooms. Like we said at the start, there's people who were like, I will ride or die off an hour's sleep because I will never not sleep with my partner. Like some people will go through hell because they're like, need to sleep with my partner. Yeah. But some people are like, I want a separate bedroom, normalized separate bedrooms. I think I'm probably leaning towards that camp, to be honest. And a lot of you are as well. If your partner's sleep and schedules is impacting either of your sleep and schedules, then I think it's important to have the option to sleep separately. I think we should normalise more couples doing it. If it works for you, then it works for you. Sleeping in separate rooms, you say your goodnights, your sweet dreams, and part ways. Wake up in the morning feeling fresh as a daisy. You're not fighting with each other over who did what and when did who and all the rest of it. At least that way, you know, if the missus is rolling into your room for a bit of playtime, it's game on. So I will never move in with a partner unless I have my own room or at least like a spare room with a spare bed. Um, I'm just an introverted little hermit like that who needs her own space. But it came in handy with my previous relationship when I was living with my partner. Sometimes I get really restless and I can't sleep. So, you know, snuggle, say goodnight, whatever. And then when it's obvious that I'm not going to be sleeping anytime soon, just get up and go to my own bedroom, do my own thing and fall asleep in my own time. I think in some weird way there still is like a slight stigma about this. I think it's particularly because it's associated with old people. Like my grandparents slept in separate beds. Like your marriage is on the rocks. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's What's going of, on in their house? It's like a red flag. But, you know, we talked to Chantelle about this and she reckons people need to be a little bit less dodgy. I definitely do think that there is a stigma. Um, I wish that there wasn't. Of course, I, I wish that everyone has the sleep arrangement that they want. But for some people, that is what works for them. And, yeah, it's not easy. We're young, you know, it, financially that's a a commitment but it also like it really depends on the the couple I think that we need to learn to be a little bit less judgmental let's be real though how are you affording we can't young people cannot afford a separate bedroom in what world would we have a rental with a spare bedroom in this economy absolutely not I don't think but Mm a bit of a hack I used to make my ex-boyfriends do this Sleep on the floor. <laughs> I literally would get a mattress and they would sleep on the floor. Like an air mattress? Yeah. You're See ya. The worst. See ya. I'd break up with you over that. <laughs> <laughs> what if your sleep struggles? It's not snoring. It's not just like your classic different night shifts, like someone's coming in at 2am or someone gets up really early. Not temperature. It's not temperature. It's not bed hogging the, like the doona. Mm. It's... Literally, you just can't sleep because this is me. I think because I've been single for so long, when I'm in a bed with someone, I just cannot sleep. Like I will have my earplugs, my eye mask, my pillows. I won't even hear or know that they're there by seeing or physically knowing that they're there. But Mm -hmm. I somehow on a deeper level know that they're there. Yeah. I don't know if it's anxiety, but I just 
cannot even get an hour sleep. Which is scary because a lot of people were commenting and sending us DMs being like, this is a red flag if you can't sleep next to a partner. And you were like spiraling. I was by it. Yeah, because I was like, that's so... Because people are like, oh, if you can't sleep next to your partner, then they're not the person for you. Yeah, it's like this deep psyche thing where it's like you don't feel safe and it's all like your inner child. And I was like, hold on, let's not go that far. I feel like being able to sleep well next to someone is such a green flag for me because it usually means I'm comfortable, I'm not in my head about the relationship or anything like that, and I just drift on off to sleep. However... Um, it's such a red flag when I don't sleep well next to someone because it usually means I'm anxious, I'm stressed about the relationship and it's like my body's way of physically just telling me that this person is not good for me. At least that's been my experience in the past with past relationships. See? Triggered. Triggering. But we put this up on our Instagram because I was like, who believes this? And a few of you actually DM'd and said, no, I'm like you, D. Like, I really struggle. I find it very difficult when I first am in a relationship with someone, um, especially sleeping at their house. I just don't feel safe for some reason. It's not a security type thing. Like, I, I imagine them murdering me in my sleep. It's just a, I don't know, it's something that's so hard to describe, but... I feel like sleeping well for me equates to trust and letting that build and feeling like my presence can feel totally settled next to theirs, if that makes sense. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I can relate, and you're worried, like, D, are you like, is the relationship... It's hanging on by a thread. (laughs) Doomed? (laughs) We asked Chantelle and she said no. Oh my gosh, it's not true. But I think that if you don't talk about it, that there will be a risk there for sure. Communication can make a lot of people very horny. So I think if you can open up those lines of communication and not see it as a problem, but just see it as something that needs maybe a little bit of flexibility or a solution, then you're on the right track. I think that too often we think you know, it's very black and white, our thinking, and it's like one way or another. Let's look at all the colors in between different solutions and make an environment that works for us as individuals. But no, your relationship is not doomed. However, if you don't talk about it, of course, there will be difficulties. We need to have difficult conversations so we can have an easy relationship. I love that so much. It's so important. It's what I do. It's one of the first things I tell people when I start dating them. By the way, I'm a bit fucked up with sleep um (laughs) but I also think you should get help and this is something that Chantel says I see a psych uh and it's been so so helpful to try and work through like why I struggle so much I think it's worth speaking to a professional about that um you know I'm not going to say well sleep in separate rooms because like our sex lives everyone has their own story and we don't know what's happening behind closed doors but sleep quality can be improved on but I think sleeping sleeping and talking to a healthcare professional it's it's worthwhile so investing a few sessions to really think about how we're going to make this work why is it so difficult to sleep with someone is it our mental health as well speaking to um, someone about what's happening in your head when that's happening is it about uh, I guess the 
rumination sometimes we can go I know I'm not going to sleep and then we start thinking it's not going to come oh my gosh it's 12 a.m oh my god it's 1 a.m and then we start checking our watches and we're looking at our phones and it just becomes a really vicious cycle but those cycles can be changed if you actually speak to someone who is an expert on sleep Um, and of course sexologists we all have a part to play as well as part of a healthcare team. I just want to point out as well, this is a bit of a side note, that if you're not sleeping well and it's because you're dealing with someone sleeping with a partner in a bed, you don't really feel like your libido is fucked. Like you don't really want to have sex because you're so tired. But it's a bit of a cycle because then you're not having sex with your partner. You feel anxious that you're not having sex with your partner and you feel like you're not connecting with them. You're not getting that intimacy and then that might be adding to your shit sleep. Exactly. And then you're not sleeping well so the next day it's like a cycle you don't want to do it again. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like a paradoxical like symbiotic relationship between sleep and sex and it is really important to have intimacy with a partner and yeah, Chantelle taught us all about it. You know, the hormones, the endorphins, that are released during sexual pleasure um, and contact skin on skin also combat stress and help us regulate our nervous system, which means that pleasure uh, can support falling asleep as well as the quality of our sleep as well. So sleep is super important if we want to have a healthy sex life, essentially. Oh, and speaking of intimacy, huge, huge thing in our DMs about cuddling. Oh my God, you love it. It's so important. In the mornings, we'll wake up probably like 20 minutes before we're kind of supposed to to get ready for work and just like cuddle in the morning. And it's like the nicest thing. It's super comforting and just like the best way to start the day. I don't think we've ever like gone to bed with like cuddling because I cannot stand it if I'm being touched. Like I will not be able to physically sleep if someone is touching me, even if it's like a leg, like I can't do it. I am always down for a snuggle. I love a cuddle, get cozy, get close. But the second that I want to start going to sleep and like actually sleeping, don't touch me, don't come near me, get off me. In fact, get out of the bed. Just exit the building. So even if you are sleeping in separate bedrooms, they're on a mattress on the floor. <laughs> Chantel says you really need to put time in for cuddling. We had so many people, Pip, who were like, we set the alarm. Get up early, cuddle, figure out a place, time, add it into the routine. Cuddling, you know, like... Like lots of intimate activities allows our bodies to release oxytocin, which is the love hormone that makes us feel calmer and more trusting with our partners. And I think cuddling is super special and super important. And honestly, I think it's really interesting. I don't think a lot of couples put aside time to cuddle. They think because they're sleeping in the same bed that it will come naturally. But it's definitely something that needs to be spoken about, especially in long-term relationships as well. And yeah, like all relationships, you do need to have compromise. And our sleep expert, Dr. David, said that that's the one place that so many couples run into trouble because no one is willing to compromise. Yeah, just thinking about sleep a little differently. So rather than thinking about, right, sleep's this absolute high priority, my environment must be perfect for me to sleep. Just recognizing we can all sleep when it's noisy or it's not the perfect environment. And there's actually really positive things for sharing a bed with a partner in terms of attachment and how that sort of makes us feel in terms of our just general well-being and how we feel about ourselves. And so maybe you go, you know what, I'm going to compromise 20% on my sleep, take a 20% hit on what sleep feels like in terms of the quality, but I'm gaining that 20% back in terms of well-being, in terms of what I get out of that relationship and the attachment from co-sleeping or sharing a bed. 
Okay. What did you learn? Honestly, so much about your sleeping habits. Not you, D, because I already you know. You already know it off by them. heart. <laughs> but um, everybody else who sent in a DM, I was astounded at how much we got feedback-wise on different sleeping habits, experiences, all of the above. And yeah. It was very diverse. It makes you realize that, like, me with my – I know I'm going to come across as so insane in this episode, but that's fine. Um, it made me realize that, like, we all are a little bit sometimes mm. when it comes to sleep. Like, everyone has their little – routine and, and shit so yeah and I think that last bit of advice is so good like yeah just talking about it with your partner and trying to find some kind of middle ground is really important yeah the scheduling of cuddling is what sat with me oh, the most I love that yeah I, I probably could do that too <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much to everyone who DM'd us on this it was really great to get all of your hot takes opinions thoughts keep them coming at Triple J the hookup we'll catch you next time bye Dave Marchese here from the Triple J Hack Team. If you love the Hookup podcast like I do, we reckon you might enjoy the Triple J Hack podcast too. Each day we bring you the news that matters to you, from the latest science on climate change to what's going on in politics and news around the world. The Hack Podcast, it's your daily fix of the news you need to know. Get it wherever you're listening now.